0: Pastor Varun and Pastor Da Hopperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Sometimes I climb so far only to backslide, Lord, I may be sliding back, but
1: Let's pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray that you will teach us, we know, Lord, the Word renew our mind to have the mind of Christ so that we know the direction, we know the boundary, we know what is right, what is wrong, we know the commandments of God so that we can obey the commandments of Jesus Christ. And we can show love to you by obeying your commands. Today, we want to learn from you, Father. Let this teaching be the teaching from the Holy Spirit, not from man, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We learned from yesterday that our God is the provider. He is the merciful provider. He is Jehovah, Jireh. He is the God who foresees everything in our life. He knows what is coming up. He knows what we're going to face five years from now. Not only He knows, but He is a God of actions. He mercifully worked things out in advance for us. He set things in motion to get things ready for us. He was the one who made that ram to walk up on the mountain for Abraham, so Abraham would have the provision from God. He's a God of preparation, He's a God of provision, He's a God who foresees everything. And we need to do our homework as well. We need to have faith in Him and believe that He is the provider. We should be able to confess that God is my provider. I mentioned to you many times that Christian. Walk is the light of faith. We walk every day by faith. Everything we do is by faith. I remember many years ago when Pastor Dan and I had a broken relationship to the point that we almost get divorced. I need to exercise my faith that our relationship would be restored. And God answered my prayer. I remember one day I knelt down in the altar. I was a new pastor. And I pray to God, God, you need to help me restore my marriage. And God answer because of the prayer of faith. Everything in life is by faith. Even when I perform the operation, I perform by faith. That God is going to guide my hand and God going to guide my thinking, my mental capacity to be able to do the right thing for the patient. Everything is about faith in Christian walk. Amen. Therefore, we need to feed ourselves with the Word of God so that we can have faith in different subjects in the Bible. The subject of healing. We exercise our faith right away for healing. We have faith for salvation that God can save us and we are forgiven and we can go to heaven. We exercise our faith and keep our faith in the areas of God's protections, God's deliverance. We have faith for casting out demons. I heard the testimony from a sister in Arizona this morning that they went to visit uh, another sister in Arizona and got that sister saved. While they were praying, they have faith and suddenly demon come out from that sister. So that is faith, that God give them faith that the file of God is on the inside of them. Do you know that you are in New Hope International Church and in the church affiliating with us, you all have the file of God inside you because we believe in the fire. And you can have faith that that fire will go and set the captive free. It's about faith. Amen. And if we don't feed our spirit with the Word of God, our faith will go weaker and weaker and weaker. And eventually we'll get cold and anemic and become weak. Therefore, it's so important to feed yourself with the Word of God all the time. It's so important to come to the prayer line to get touched by the fire of God all the time. Because every time you hear the word, you build your faith up. Every time the Spirit of God touch you, He ignites that faith, the knowledge that you know inside you to be reality in your life. The fire of the Holy Spirit and the word at the same time. Come together. Amen. In the fireplace, you need both the fire and the wood. The wood is like The Word of God, you need to throw the wood in, the Word of God in. And then the minister will come in as an arsonist to kind of stir up, stir up, stir up a little bit and put the fire in to get the fire burning all the days of our life. And that fire burn the faith that you will be people of faith. God's provision is not only the truth that you need to know in the Scripture. Definitely, we need to know other truth in the Bible. We need to teach different subjects, not only God's provision, We need to understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We need to understand about healing, about how to get people saved, the uh, how to pray. We taught about how to pray effectively. And I have not even finished the whole series yet. I should teach more about how to pray. So you need to learn how to pray so you can pray by faith. And the greater faith you have, you will have more result. Amen. So as Christian... We should not be kind of whatever will be, will be. We should be the kind of person who keep going, keep growing, keep more, having more faith, keep having more love, more fervor, more zeal, more fire. One thing that bothered me a lot as a pastor is to see people come to church for the first few years and they get on fire, they serve God, and after a few years, they get deceived by the devil, by little, little rubbish thing in the church. Somebody step on their toes, and they get upset. And then the fire of God gets quenched by that bad attitude. And they just back off. They don't know where to serve God anymore. They're not on fire anymore. They complain. They get upset. That really bothered me. Because I and Pastor Da try to set good example all these years that after you have come to New Hope International Church for how many years? I don't know. 20 years, 15 years. Have you seen me look warm? No. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to be on fire. At 90 years old, I'm still preaching. I'm still on fire for God. Amen. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to go higher in faith. By 90 years old, I just walk by somebody. My shadow will heal the sick. That's my goal. Amen. I'm not going to go backward. I'm not going to go backward. I'm not going to go backward. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to be on fire for God. Amen. And I tell you, don't blame the pastor. Don't blame me that you are not on fire. It's your own responsibility. You need to give account to God yourself. Don't blame me. Everyone take their own responsibility of their soul. Amen. Don't blame the pastor. I do my best to show you example. We need to get going, get higher, keep serving, keep being faithful, keep being on fire, being zealous for God all the days of your life. Amen. I can guarantee at 90 years old, I'm still preaching. My voice may be different. I hope God will, I pray that God will give me the same voice at that time, not hoarse or not like an old man. I'm going to be still very powerful voice. Amen. Hallelujah. Everyone say, I'm going to be on fire. higher faith, higher higher love love. all the days of my life. life. I will not be deceived. I will not not let the rubbish, the the little, little things bother bother me. I keep going. I I run the race race. to the end. end. Amen. 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 (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We haven't even talked about <laughs> provision yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, when we talk about faith, one thing that shows that you really have faith or not, when you see something, you see the sign of people, you see the symptom and inside, you can tell what is inside. Is that right? When you have fever, you know something wrong inside you. The same thing when people have faith. These are the signs of people have faith. They will be excited they will be excited about the truth in the Bible. They will be excited about that sermon. And not only excited, they will be expecting something. When people have no expectation or expectancy, and people have no excitement about some truth in the Bible, for example, sometimes when you hear the sermon, you just say, I know about it. Yeah. Preach again. Preach to me, pastor. I know about it. I believe that you don't really have faith in that issue. You just have the head knowledge. But if you hear something and your butt starts to move on the seat, you start to, huh? yes, amen, hallelujah, yeah, yeah, I expect that to happen to me. You get excited. You get expectation. Then you have faith. Amen. Let's become Christian that way. Don't become Christian like just sit, listen, yeah. As a preacher, when I see people listen to sermon, like this, for 10 years, that's why they never grow. But when you listen to sermon, like this, you just, yes, amen, you get excited. Yes, that's for me. That's for me. That is faith. You need to come to God that way. Amen. There's so many things you can do that make God happy. Two things in my life that I want to, I commit to do. Number one, happy wife, happy life. I want to make my wife happy. Amen. Happy wife, all the men say, happy wife, happy life. Amen. The second thing I want to do is to make God happy. Is to make God happy. God has a special favor and special grace for those who make him happy. Pastor Dar talked about a dog of our daughter, Tanida. One dog named Chloe. When we took them out outside on the yard, the dog tend to walk to another part of the yard and we don't want the dog, the Chloe, to disappear. So Pastor Dar was standing out on the yard and watch. When Chloe walked to the other side of the yard, Pastor Dar would say, Chloe, make her voice like this. Chloe will kind of put her ear pinna, the pinna here, the ear lobe and walk and walk back like this. Come back to Pasada and did not walk to the other side of the lawn. There's so many things that make God happy. Pasada was very happy with Chloe. One time Chloe stayed at her house for four or five days because Tanida went out of town. And when the dog left our home, Pastor da cried that the dog left because Chloe was so nice, was so obedient. When say, said, sit down, sit down. <laughs> when Pastor say, said, roll, she rolled on the ground. When you really obey God, when you're on fire for God, you fall in love with God. You seek God and hungry for God. God look from heaven. Good kid. I love that. What do you want? Okay. I give to you. He has a special favor. Amen. A lot of people don't understand all this spiritual thing. Like last night when people come and line up to be prayed for. It's not about lining up. Believe me. It's not about lining up in the church. When God looked from heaven, wow, that daughter, that son, they seek me, they yield to me, they're seeking me, they want more of me. God look from heaven, mm, whatever they ask, I will answer. Because it's a heart issue. It's not about lining up to be prayed for. It's about the heart issue of seeking God and on fire for God and hungry for God and want to depend on God, want to get the grace of God. You need to come to God, relationship with Him as a person. This is not religion. Oh, God is somewhere up there in the sky. Oh, this is religion. No, this is not religion. It's the relationship. Therefore, when we hear some truth, we need to get excited. We need to have expectancy of being excited about the truth that you hear. Amen? And when you get that expectancy and excitement, even though you don't see the result, you still believe and you still get excited about it. Amen? You know that it's going to come because God never lies. God will keep His promise. He will do what He say. You get excited about it. Amen? Amen. You should be the type of Christian who say, God, I believe you are my provider. And you're going to bless me. So that I can bless my family. I can bless my mom. I can bless my dad. I can bless my in-law. I can bless my brothers. I can bless my sister. I can bless my church. If the church has a project coming up, and say, we need a project. We need to buy maybe musical equipment. And you start to pray. This is the type of person. You start to pray. Should I pay for the whole project, that $10,000? Or should I pay half of it? Everyone should compete to pay for the project in the church. You, because you say, God bless me so much. I want to bless the church. That should be kind of thinking we should have because we are serving the abundant God. We are serving the good God. Amen? Hallelujah. God will use somebody in his congregation to bless his church and to bless the mission. Again, God will not use dog. God will not use Chloe. I will not use cat. God use people. And God is going to use some of us who are willing to be used of God. God, please use me to meet the needs of people around me. To meet the needs of the church. Amen to meet the needs of my father, my mother. It's a joy to be able to give and to bless somebody. Maybe one day you can help somebody to pay debt off. Pastor Da and I have done that. We help somebody to pay debt off. And we're so rejoicing. Our church has done that. One time, a minister came to me and came to the elder of the church and said that, Pastor, maybe are friend. We are the we are friends in ministry. And pastor, I am in trouble right now. I make a wrong decision in finances. And we are in big debt. We, our ministry is going to collapse if this happened. Our church decided to pay off the debt for that ministry. And God bless our church. Amen. Don't take me wrong. It's not, like, oh, pastor, why you spend money that way? No. We want to be a blessing. We can help people pay off debt. Would it be nice? Uh, Amen. Would it be nice if you walk around and see somebody? I have done that before too. I walk around with Pastor Da and saw one member have a broken car. The car like almost could not start. This man served God so much in the church. I and Pastor Da went home and say, let's buy a car for him. And we did. We bought a car for the man. Serve God. Amen. We should be like that. We should be able to buy somebody a car. We should be able to pay somebody debt off. And I want to keep doing that all the days of my life. That I want God to bless me enough to be able to bless other people. You know why? It's so important. It's such a joy to do that. Because when you give and when you are able to bless other people, you tapped into the heart of God. You need to understand your God. This is so important. That's why the Bible says, those who know your God will do exploit. The sermon in this camp is to get to know your God. What kind of God you serve. And if you know your God, you know that God is the kind of person who loves to bless people. What makes God's mind is this. He can give to you a lot. He is a giver. If He can bless you, make Him happy. I'm going to show you the scripture. In Micah chapter 7, verse 18, the Bible says, Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retrain his anger forever because, listen carefully, he delights in mercy. He delights. His heart delights. In showing mercy to people. When mercy is not just, Hi, how are you? Like this. No. Mercy in action. He set the captive free. He provide people with finances. He help people to pay debt off. He love to give. What make God thrill? If you want to make him thrill, you let him bless you. He love to bless. He love to give. Therefore, if you learn how to live a life of giving to bless other people, you really tap into the heart of God. And God promised this in 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. In other words, God has a scanning. His eyes are scanning all the earth. And he know that somebody is stingy. Somebody is generous. Somebody has bad attitudes. Somebody has good attitudes. He's look around in the whole world. His eyes look and he's looking and he point and he pick those who have the heart that wholeheartedly devote to him. Good attitude. Love God. It's not stingy, tap into the heart of God, want to please God. It's not covetous. It's not just living for themselves, self-centeredness, selfishness, but wholeheartedly devote to God. God said, when I find those people, I will show myself strong. He's going to show up in your work. He's going to show up in the operating room with that doctor. When I perform surgery, he show up. He make himself strong in my hand. Amen. He make himself strong in your business. He make himself strong in your home, in your family. When the sickness touch you, God look from heaven. Oh, no, 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 no. He, his hand come and poof, the sickness is gone. Go away. Amen. He will do everything to support you because you have the right heart. You tap into the heart of God. You show mercy to people. You give to people. You bless people all the time. Because you believe that God bless you. We need to be that kind of people. Not the kind of people who say, poor me, poor me, poor me. God, somebody, when somebody going to give to me? No, we're going to need to be the kind of person that I want to give to somebody. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know that it's not very easy to be able to be that kind of person if you just have enough money to pay bill at the end of the month. Exactly come in $1,000 and add out the bill, everything done, you have nothing left over. That is very difficult. And some of us, even worse than that, we make wrong financial decision, we got into debt, and then we have to pay interest every month to the credit cards. I say S-cards. Some of us have many cards. And we just draw everything and then pay debt, pay the interest. We cannot even pay the principal. And how can you bless people if you just only have to pay the interest of every month? That's why it's so important to know how to manage your money and to learn how to tap into the provision of God and get off your debt ASAP. This is the biblical principle I learned from God all this year. I will come out from debt A-S-A-P Amen I will not buy anything If I have to pay a lot of debt Except house Because I cannot pay house cash I have to pay mortgage But I try to get out from the mortgage As soon as possible Debt is not good Debt is your master The creditor will try to get after you You have no freedom to give And you have no freedom to serve God So you need to try to get rid of the debt As soon as possible So you need to believe that God can bless you and God can make you the giver. Today, we're going to learn that God is the abundance God. Amen. God is the abundant God. But before we come out from debt, before we can be the blessing to people, before the change happens into your bank account, into your wallet, into your purse, the change has to happen in your spirit first. Before the outward things change, the things have to change on the inside of you. Before the financial miracle happens on the outside, in your bank account, in your saving, the miracle must happen in your heart first. And that is the purpose of this teaching. I want your heart to be changed. I want your heart to be changed by the Word of God and by the Spirit so that when the miracle happens in your heart, definitely miracles gonna happen in your finances and your own need your own want. Amen? We need to get excited when the Word of God comes in and take it in and let your heart receive the Word of God. And you can say that He is able to get me out of debt. He is able to provide for me. He is able to make me have excess in my life, have abundant and leftover in my life to be able to pay for other people, to be able to bless other people. Help even the next door neighbor. Help the friend in the church. Amen. We need to get that in our heart first before we see the outward changes in the bank account. Let all us say, God is my Savior. He is my healer. And He is my provider. Let me ask this question. You think we can say this enough? you think is it okay to say this one million times a day? God is my healer. God is my savior. God is my provider. Amen. I say that every day. When I wake up, I say, God is my healer. I'm not going to get sick. God is my provider. And suddenly, when I went to the office, a patient come to me and say, oh, I have seen be V5 neurosurgeon. But for some reason, I decided not to undergo surgery. I'm chicken. I was chicken. But And then I show up in your office and now I need surgery. I say, hallelujah. You have seen five neurosurgeon, you did not make decision to have surgery and you need surgery anyway. But you come to me, you need surgery, good for me. So I can pay a tie to the church. (laughs) Amen. Because I proclaim every day, God is my provider. So miracle happen in my practice all the time. God will bring money to me, bring finances to me, so that I can... Bless the kingdom so that I can fly over the place. We can give CD out for free. Amen. And this thing, no one else can talk for you. No one else can confess for you. You need to confess yourself. You need to do it yourself. You cannot beg other people to confess for you. Everybody has to confess for himself, for herself. Amen. You need to make a decision to believe yourself that God can meet all of my needs. He can bless me so that I can bless other people. Please don't take me wrong. Please don't misinterpret me. I'm not a prosperity preacher. I'm not talking about being covetous and want more, 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 more for myself. I want a big house for my dog. I want to have a nice car for myself. No, I'm not a prosperity preacher. I'm talking about the kingdom. You know why? If you cannot even pay your bill, how can you serve the Lord faithfully? and productively. You need to be able to take care of yourself and have left over so that you can be a blessing to the nations. Amen. Amen? Let me give you some idea here. You think your circumstances and your outward look will have a reflection on how God looked like? Let me say one more time. When you are not well provided by the Lord, you think it's gonna give negative or positive reflection on God? Negative reflection, is that right? For example, maybe you live in a village and you heard about a shepherd. You live in a different village, another village have a good shepherd, and you heard that oh the shepherd is so good. This shepherd take care of the sheep very well. And one day you heard the news that this shepherd is going to come into your town. You ran out of your home. I want to see this guy. He's famous shepherd around the city. And the shepherd walked into the road. He looked like a noble man. Very handsome. walking, in. And you, oh, wow, famous shepherd walking now. And then you saw the sheep follow him. And a lot of sheep dragged their feet. Have broken legs for 10 years. Another sheep have dirty hair. Another sheep have all the wounds on the side. Another sheep has weak and look anemic and walk like dragging the feet around. And you look at that. You say, whoa, I'm not sure now that that shepherd is good. Because the wolf bite the sheep. And the sheep got broken legs and broken arms, broken head everywhere you will be begin to think in your heart, I don't care what the news about this shepherd is. I don't think he is a good shepherd. These sheep are poor Norwich, uh, weak and sick and injured and broken everywhere. How you look really have a reflection on the Lord. Don't say like this, I don't care how I look like. I don't care how I dress. I don't care how I walk around and how I talk. You know why? Because you are not just doing for yourself. You are making a reflection on the Lord. And that's why a lot of people in America and in the world don't want anything to do with Jesus. Because a lot of Christians are messed up. Messed up physically, mentally, say bad things, bad attitude. When people look at you in the office, ugh. I don't don't want to be a Christian. This guy is so nasty, talking bad. Wow, he's so broke. He's so poor. He's so sick. He's so depressed. He's so negative. He's so miserable. Can you imagine if a Christian walk into your office and you're not a believer, and uh, that Christian walk in, my pastor, bad. My church, You think they want to be a Christian? No way. They look at you and they say, I don't want your God. Look miserable. Amen. But if you're excited, my God is good. My pastor is good. My church is good. Oh, they want to come to your church. Amen. Don't let the devil deceive you. Amen. Some even Christians say like this. And this sometimes comes from the pulpit. Some Christians say, God Uh, They say say in a very religious way. You know, hallelujah, God put sickness on me. This sickness comes from God. That's why I don't need to pray that I get healed. You know, God, hallelujah, decided that I cannot handle money. Therefore, my home get repossessed. And then after you say that, you say to your friend, do you want to join this flock? And your friends say, "No, thank you." <laughs> I already have my own problem. I have my God already named Satan that he come to kill, to steal and to destroy. I don't want another God, another God who come to kill to steal and to destroy. Forget about it. But my dear brother and sister, we have the good shepherd. Amen. Why everybody else kids? <laughs> Praise God. While everybody else's kids are sick, our kids are strong. While everybody else's financial situation go under and broke, we break we build another branch. We start to get the business going. Why the storm comes into town and many homes will wipe out, our home stand. And when people see that, hey, what's up? What's happened to you? What is the deal here? What is your God? And you can say, hey, you know, you see me, you need to see my shepherd. He's greater than me. You want to join in? He has the application. Amen. That's why we need to look good. We need to be healthy by the grace of God. We need to be doing well financially so that we can have a good reflection on the Lord. Good reflection on the Lord. Some Christians think that the worse they look, the more they will give glory to God. Some Christians think that the sicker they are, God will get more glory. No, 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 no. You need to understand that you can give glory to God when you are doing well. When you are healthy, you are wealthy, prosperous, strong, have more than enough, happy, positive, smiling, everything that you can give good reflection on God. God wants to take all of us in this church to go to the place that we will become real ambassadors of God. That anyone look at you, they will say that your God is a good God. You really something. And when they say, you're really something, you are able to say, you say I'm something, I tell you, you come to look at my shepherd. His name is Jehovah Jireh. And he is the one who gave me all these things. Come to meet him. You're going to be more impressed than you seeing me. And this is the application. Joy the crowd. Joy the new hope in Christ International Church. Joy. <laughs> Joy the new hope. <laughs> International Church. Because we owe something. Because my shepherd is something. Amen. We need to have a good reflection on the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to emphasize one thing. Even though God loves the world, and God gives us the commission to preach the gospel to the world, but let me say this, brother and sister. Our primary and first obligation regarding finances is not the world. Our primary obligation to help people financially is in the church family. Amen? Look at Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, no one lacking. People so stuff, helping each other. The church helping another church They bless the family. So I want to encourage all of you that when you look, see people in need in the church, you need to help them. Amen? You need to bless one another in the church financially. Don't let people be hungry in the church. Help one another to be able to be blessed by the Lord. That is our obligation. And you know why God say that? Because when we build that loving community or building the loving church, People outside come in and see us. They want to join the crowd. They say, out there, people take advantage of me. People burn me. But when I come to church, hey, your guys love each other. Your guys help each other. No one is in lack here. Everyone loves one another. We pay bill for one another. We help one another. What happened? They say, can I join the crowd? Can I join this family of God? I want to believe in Jesus as well. If you want to see people come more into the church, we need to be the loving church. And love tangibly by giving to one another. John chapter 10, 10 to 11, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. Everyone say, he is the good shepherd. Amen. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. The Lord is the good shepherd, and I want to emphasize this, okay, brother and sister. Listen carefully. Get into your heart. He say he is a good shepherd and he gives his life to his sheep. If he does not spare his life, you think he will spare other thing from you? Think about it. Look at what the Bible says. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but deliver him up for us all. How shall he not with him with Christ also freely? Everyone say freely, Free. not stingily, but freely. Okay? Give us something. Is that right? Give us a few things. Give us only certain things. Give us little, little things. Give us all things. If the Father in heaven wanted to spare something for himself, the first thing he's going to spare is his own son, Jesus Christ. But the Bible says that if he did not even spare his son, he was willing to give his son's life to die on the cross for us. How much more? He will give us freely all things. You need to know your God. That kind of God, the Jehovah, that we worship. That He is willing to give you all things freely if you walk with Him faithfully, obey Him, and be faithful to Him. He can give you finances. In other words, in fact, what Romans chapter 8 verse 32 tried to say, material things and finances are a piece of cake, are minor things in the eyes of God compared to the life of Jesus Christ. Think about it. The life of Jesus Christ compared to finances, finances are minor things. If he can give big things, the biggest thing is the life of his son. You think he can give you finances? He can give you all the things that you need? The equipments, the wisdom, the friend, the spouse, if you're single. Do you think God can? Oh, somebody say amen. That's voice. Who who say that? Okay. He can give you all things. Don't worry about it. But opposite side. God only come to give and bless. But the devil show up to take, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Amen. You can either walk in the spirit and everywhere you go, what can I bless you? What can I encourage you? That is the spirit of God. But on the opposite side, some people are like the devil. They let demon work in them. Everywhere they go, they destroy. They kill. They steal. Stealing is from the devil. It's of hell. It's the violation of somebody's property. Destruction is not of heaven. It's of hell. And killing is of hell as well. Therefore, you need to discern, brother and sister. If you have a friend come to you and begin to talk to destroy the reputation of the pastor, that is not the spirit of God. It's from hell. If you have somebody come in and start to spread the email to destroy the church, that is not Is from the devil. Period. The devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But the good shepherd comes to give life. And give it more abundantly. Amen? Don't join the club of the devil. Don't join the club of hell. Any group that I walk in and start to criticize any pastor, or any church I walk out, or anything that talks to kill somebody's reputation, destroy somebody's character, I back off. I don't want to get involved. Actually, I was having an interview on the radio last Friday, only just hearing the voice of Pastor Casey Tree on the phone. I was on the phone at my office. I did not go to the radio station. I already love him. you know what? It's the Spirit of God. I may not work with him now because we have different ministry, but the Spirit of God just love this man. The Spirit of God is like that. The Good Shepherd love, build, encourage, give, see the value of people. But the devil come to hate, to kill, to steal, to damage the church, to cause bad reputation, to make everything bad, worse. Don't join the club. Join the club of Jesus Christ. I want to warn you. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says he gives you more abundantly. What does it mean more abundantly in the Greek language? Mean super abundant in quantity and superior in quality. Again, let me repeat one more time super abundant in quantity and superior in in quality. In English word, it say excessive. Excessive. I remember many years ago when people talk about the Holy Spirit in another city in the world, in Canada. People say, oh, don't go there. This is excess and excess. So a lot of people in America, especially in the Christian world, think the word excess. Is a bad word. Actually, they use a wrong word. Because in fact, our God is an excessive God. He wants you to have excessive love. Excessive faith. Excessive anointing. He wants you to have excessive money. He doesn't want you to be poor and broke. He is an abundant God. He is a more than enough God. The right word to say should be like this: Be careful about errors, but you can be excessive in the things of God. This is my attitude about the kingdom of God: More the better. The more fire is better. The more Holy Ghost, the better. The more the Word is the better. The more soul is better. The more anointing is better. Why we stop at only a little bit? Because my God is the abundant God. Super abundant God. More abundantly. Amen. That is our God. Why? Have only a little bit. Little little, little thing. We need big. More abundantly. Extra. Excessive means extra. Amen. Do you understand the word abundance mean? The word abundance doesn't mean enough. Because enough means you just have enough to pay your bill. The word abundance means more than enough. Is that right? You have left over to do other things. That is God. God is a God of abundance. God is a God of more than enough. God is a God of excessiveness. God is a God of extra. And he say like this, I come to give you life and give it more abundantly. So if I make it simple word, he give us more than, more than enough. More abundant means more than enough. So he say more abundantly. So more than, more than enough. That is the kind of God we worship. And there is a kind of God that we can depend on His provision. Amen. Everyone say, more than. More than than enough. enough. (laughs) You like that? More than, more than enough. Hallelujah. He is the God who superadded. He's a God of extraordinary. He's a God of superior. He's a God of more than necessity. He's not a God of bare necessity. He's more than enough. He is surpassing. He is a God of excess. He's a God of supernatural, superabundance, and uncommon. He's a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Believe it. Amen. And listen to the voice of God and walk in the way that God called you to do. The Lord is my shepherd. And did the Bible say in Psalm 23? Like this The Lord is my shepherd. I have a lot of troubles. I can barely make it from week to week. Is that what the Bible say? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You notice the Bible did not say, I shall not need. I shall not want. So the good shepherd does not only take care of what you need, but he takes care of what you want to. What is the difference? I shared with the Thai service yesterday. What is the difference between need and want? Need means enough clothes to wear each day, enough food to eat. But want is like this, want. Um, I'm a single man, for example, named Pong Chai. I try to help you here. I'm a single man named Pong Chai and I need only one bedroom but you know, I want four bedrooms. I have one, one car to drive but I need three car garage house. Can God give you the, what you want? Yes. He can give what you want but the key is this, you need to keep the heart right you're not covetous. you're not loving money you're going to use that house for care group. He just bought a house, four bedroom and three car garage. <clears throat> he said, I will not want me, you will have more than enough. Amen? Is God talking to us in Psalm chapter 23? Yes, God is talking to us, not to only King David. Look at verse 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. You understand the word? He make me lie down in green pasture mean? This is what it means. You wake up 9 o'clock in the morning as a sheep. And you eat, 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 eat. Eat to the point that you're so full. And after you're full, you, how you feel? How, what do you want to do? Sleep. So you're too full to eat. You need to have a break. You have a break by lying down on a green pasture. After digestion is done, you wake up. You can eat again. That's what it means. It means you have more than enough. You cannot even finish. Your food on the table it's just there. You need to put it in the refrigerator and bring it out back to eat again. In the next meal, you have more than enough. That's what it means that I lay down on green pasture. You have more than enough and you can eat to the point that your stomach is so full and you cannot eat anymore so you have to lie down on green pasture. Amen. He is the excessive, overflowing God. Your cup runs over. He anoints your head with oil, he prepared a table before you, and your cup runs over. The topic of today's sermon is our God is the abundant God. Do you think God knows how much the water to put in the cup of water? He knows. You think He knows that it's a waste to go out of the cup and run to the floor? Yes, He knows. But in the kingdom of God, we don't call a west. In the secular world, we call a west. But in the eyes of God, we call abundance. Everyone say the west is not in God's dictionary. He calls it abundance. Shh! He pour, 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 pour until run out of the cup, and then go to the neighbor, and at least to water. The rose garden of the, of the neighbor. It's abundant to the point that the neighbor get the blessing as well. That's what it means. It ran over out of the cup. Amen. This is the nature of God. God can create only 12 stars, but He didn't. The star that you see in the sky is only a minor fraction of all the moon and star and galaxy in the world. He can make only maybe a few kinds of tree to make you get by. But thank God, He made durian. Oh, you like durian? Oh, sorry. He make rambutan. He made apple. Peach. Amen. He makes so many kinds of fruit so that we can enjoy. There is a word that's used a lot in the church and body of Christ. And this is talking about God and the kingdom. We are conservative. We are conservative, Christian. When I heard that word, it bothered me. Because our God is not conservative. Our God is an extra God. He's an excessive God. He is a more than enough God. He's not constricted. He's a not a narrow God. Amen? He's a God of more than enough. He's not conservative. Amen? And if you think that God is conservative, narrow, and constricted, that's why you live that way. So conservative, so narrow, so constricted. If God is so constricted, he may make make only three kinds of flowers. Light gray, medium gray, and dark gray. (laughs) If he's so conservative, he will make only white hair and dark hair, black hair. But thank God for the blonde hair. If he's so conservative, we will have only people with a lot of hair, but we don't have a lot of people without hair. But thank God for people without a lot of hair. That is nice to be different. He is not conservative. Amen. We are not conservative Christian. We are excessive Christian. We are more than enough Christian. Because our God is a more than enough God. He's a glorious, excessive, more than enough creator. He is not into bare necessity. And His provision is more than enough. There is no end to the beauty, to the diversity, to the varieties and the splendor of His creation. He is not a conservative, constricted and narrow God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you getting this? We will continue again. (laughs) I hope you get it in your heart. What kind of God you worship. Everyone say, God is my merciful provider. He is the excessive, extraordinary, more than enough, more abundantly God. He is not stingy. stingy. He He wants to bless me. So I can bless the world. world. In Jesus' name, name. I want to be like Him. him. Amen. Amen. Let's give the mighty hand to the Lord. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Wow. Make sure you tell your friend who missed this camp to listen to this CD. I believe those who don't sit here today miss a lot. Since yesterday, the sermon in this camp is so important for all of us to live a victorious life on earth here. Amen. People need to hear this, to understand what kind of God they worship. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for encouraging your church to know who you are, what kind of God you are, We want to be like you. We want to give. We want to, Lord, be a blessing to other people. We don't want to walk in the way of the devil, that to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But we want to build people up. We want to bless people, Father, according to the way of your spirit and your word, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Jesus, Lord. Amen. We
0: trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, mercer island washington 98040 thank you very much